Hello, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. I welcome you to our latest edition of the podcast of St. Jude's Parish Chatter. We're now on the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time as we march through the liturgical calendar. I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hi, Father. It's great to be here again. Um, it's the almost the end of August, which is crazy. And my daughter just started school this week. And uh, we have religious education starting in just a, a few minutes. Couple. And you're taking on some new responsibilities in that area, aren't you, Tyler? <laughs> I am. Yeah. There's there's a few changes happening here in the in the, in the office staff, and I'll be taking over religious ed. In, in addition to youth ministry, it should be fun. Uh, I don't have the excuse of oh, they didn't learn their stuff in RE. <laughs> When they get to youth ministry, it's all on me now. <laughs> right. You can't blame it on your predecessor because you are the predecessor. I am the predecessor. Take care, <laughs> take care of them from beginning <laughs> to end. But speaking of seasons, um, uh, I, I, we, or not seasons, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I'm thinking way in advance. Um, that's next week. That's we want next to do week. seasons next week. So, <laughs> but you just got a, a preview as to what's going to be on the survey that's going to be in the flock note for this week, right? Are you going to do well, seasons again? That, I, I, I put one out you know, a week ago, mm. uh, seasons. So if you're, you're curious about what we might talk about next week, go back handful of weeks maybe a month or so look and see uh, what you voted for 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 something about uh, the seasons of the year this week though i want i wanted to, to jump back in for the first time in, in a few weeks to our flock note poll uh, a lot of you have commented to me you've come into the office and you've mentioned to me you, you love the poll at the end of the flock note which i've i've really enjoyed doing uh, and this last week i wasn't sure what to do and so i randomly came up with the idea of what is our people's favorite type of music mm-hmm in the past hundred years, specifically what their favorite uh, decade of music would be. So I, I, and I noticed you didn't put church music on there as one of the I options. Didn't. That would have been what I would check off. <laughs> Definitely. If we could do more church music would be my favorite. Um, but I, I, I lumped together the twenties to the forties, which was all eh, not necessarily all, all the same, but very similar. And, you know, big band jazz, uh, we got the 50s rock and roll, 60s, which is rock and roll, but also get the British invasion there. 70s disco, 80s pop rock, 90s grunge and an alternative rock, and then the, the aughts. So the last you know 20 years uh, for pop, boy bands, hip hop, R&B. Um, so all but one decade got a vote. Oh. First, so my first question for you is, it, you, can you guess which decade or decades didn't get a, a Did vote? not get a single vote. I'm afraid that it was the 90s. Could it have been the 90s that didn't get a single vote? It was the 90s. Yeah, that's. I, I just knew that because that era had a hard time establishing itself <laughs> with its own identity. It just seemed to be kind of re- rebelling against anything that was before it. It didn't have its own identity. Very much so. I, that, I mean, that's the decade that I spent most of the time growing up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy some of the music there. I think that speaks more to maybe some of our parishioners who are filling out the poll mm-hmm. than it does... Um, but, but there was, we definitely got some from the, a couple votes for the, the, the 2000s, the new millennium, um, which definitely would have been low on, on my list. <laughs> I grew up in the 1980s, so I would have been tempted to go with the 1980s, even though as I look over the survey, um, I, I, I would put my check mark next to the fifties because the music from the 1950s had, it speaks so much. It has something that's worth contemplating. It's, it makes sense. And you can, there's sometimes a little uh, twist at the end to pull everything together. Um, yeah, so there's, I, I would have voted for the 1950s, but how many votes did the 1980s get, my genre? The 1980s only got five votes, so it was uh, it was lower on the list. The 50s was also low. It only got four. Oh. Uh, our, our top vote getting is the 1960s. Oh, the 60s. Um, so, you know, rock and roll, British invasion, people, 
people love the Beatles. Yeah, um. yeah. It's time honored. <laughs> I uh, was kind of hoping that the big band era would have gotten more votes. I served for years in Fort Morgan, and that was the home of Glenn Miller. Mm. And so I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, I think his music is timeless. Absolutely. And all of that that music transcends any generation, and everybody can appreciate it. That, that's where I put my vote. I, I, I love jazz, big band. Sometimes if you come to the office, especially in the mornings, I might have a little playlist of some jazz music going just to kind of get mm. me into the day. Mm. Um I love Glenn Miller. I remember being in jazz band in high school, getting to play some of his music as well, and it was it was. A, it was what a did joy. you play? What was your instrument when you I, were in jazz? Band? I played trumpet. Oh, um, the trumpet! So it was a lot of fun because there were some great solos, especially with Glenn Miller. Um, mm. I got to do so. Yeah, I, I I haven't played my trumpet as much. I, time, I'm not as good mm. <laughs> as I used to be, but I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um, so great. It's, 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 I, again, I love getting into these questions. If anyone has suggestions for poll questions, I'm my, I'm running low on ideas right now, please. I'd, I'd love to get some suggestions. Um, so send them my way if you have anything, but before we move on to this week's gospel, uh, I just want to mention, you know, this week's sponsor for our episode is RCIA. Yay, um, RCIA. RCIA. So right of Christian initiation for adults. Um, they're just beginning kind of the beginning of the year of process for, for new people who are interested in joining the church, um, led by Deacon Mike. Uh, and he has a host of people that help him out with that as well. Tyler, did you know that RCIA has a theme song? And the theme song for RCIA actually comes from, uh, it, it was borrowed by by another big organization, the YMCA. And so the theme song is <laughs> RCIA, RCIA. That's the theme song. So RCIA stands for Rights of Christian Initiation for Adults. And it's for grown-ups who want to become Catholic, or maybe even fully initiated Catholic. So there are many grown-ups who have not been confirmed or even made their first Holy Communion. This is also where they would find their home. But the uh, original meaning, the the purpose of RCA was to baptize the pagans. It's mm. for those who have not experienced baptism yet. So my challenge to everybody listening is to ask one person this week, have you ever thought about being Catholic? And um, that should be a person who's actually not Catholic and not practicing the faith. I could just see everybody doing that within their own families, which can sometimes be a, uh, an honest question when people don't actually practice the faith within mm -hmm. their families. But um, RCIA is for those who are not Catholic and desire to become Catholic, and classes are beginning now, and they would be baptized, presumably, at the Easter Vigil this upcoming year. And so this is the week to ask somebody, have you ever thought about being Catholic? So thank you to RCA for hosting us today. Absolutely. And if you have any questions or if someone is interested, have them reach out to our parish office to get a hold of Deacon Mike and we can get them set up. So with that, Father, would you uh, proclaim this week's gospel? Absolutely. Here's the gospel you're going to hear at Mass this weekend. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes, he may say to you, My friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. 
Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Tyler, one of the images that always strikes me from this is the image of moving from the highest place to the lowest place. And who do you find there but Jesus himself? Mm. You see, at the, at the Pharisee dinner, the other Pharisees would have been fighting for that, those higher places. And Jesus wouldn't have been invited to one of those higher places when he had first arrived. So he would have been sitting down at one of the places down from the Pharisees. And so if you and I were invited to this meal and the host said, oh, you can't sit here because this is reserved for the Pharisees. You have to move down to a lower place. And who do you find there but Jesus? Mm. And what great consolation there is for to have a, a dinner guest with Jesus himself sitting at our side. So this um, ability to be humble teaches us how to be ourselves. And there's just great human dignity in that. It's when we have pride and we have to keep moving ourselves up. Mm. That's when there's such a burden placed upon us. There's a beautiful expression. It was actually my fourth grade religious education teacher who taught us this. And I remember this to this day. She said, um, you should say this prayer, everybody. She said to us fourth graders, Lord, free me from pride, which is the heaviest of all burdens, and give me humility, in which alone is peace. Hmm. And I found over the years that that's a, a prayer worth repeating, that there is such um, a burden that goes with pride, and it has to keep pushing us up. But with humility, it's easy and light, and then we find ourselves being authentically able to enjoy ourselves, including at, even at, at a banquet or at other events. There's so much less stress when you're not trying to jostle for position. And, and I mean, I know even my own self, there's there's times where I'm like, oh, I, I want to be honored for whatever reason. Oh, I'm doing this great. And I want to I want to feel that, that esteem. And yet the anxiety and the stress that causes, it just it ends up being more headache than than what it's worth than just doing what I need to do and not worrying about, well, what, am, I, am I being noticed? Am I being mm -hmm. seen? And then when everybody else at the event or whoever you were around, whenever they are at ease as well, when mm. we are accepting our position, they accept their positions, it actually makes society work better mm -hmm. when we're just humbly able to be uh, ourselves. I, um, I am still um, having great memories of my farewell celebration from St. Peter and Paul's parish since I'm still new here at St. Jude's. And at the farewell celebration, they had this really elegant banquet for me. And um, they had cloth tablecloths and cloth napkins. And, and this um, uh, just a great meal was, was present there. People had to have tickets to be able to get in. And the events started, doors opened at 5.30, events started at 6 o'clock. And I thought by 8 o'clock people would be leaving. So I positioned myself next to the door to <laughs> greet people on the way out. And nobody left. They were all staying inside for the evening. And I think it was because everybody was so at ease and so comfortable mm. with themselves that there was no need to leave even after two hours of, of celebrations and festivities. And it's uh, a real implementation of our Lord's advice to just be seated at the lowest place, mm. which means accept where we're at. Humility doesn't necessarily mean making ourselves lower than we really are. 
Humility means telling the truth. Mm. And it just means I am a creature of God. Sometimes I do things well. Sometimes I have vices that act up. And that's just the reality of who I am. And that humility gives us uh, such gravitas and comfort mm. with being exactly who we are. So I am just uh, impressed with the people's ability to do that, people's ability to be who they are in the midst of this society. You know, in American society, it's very flat, they say. We don't have much of a hierarchy. But in some other cultures, for example, in Guatemala or even in Latin America, there's a very hierarchical system. And if you're upper class, you don't hobnob with the lower classes. You would never go to the lower class mm. bars. And if you're lower class, you don't get to hobnob with the upper class. You don't get to go into their places. And people don't move from one class to another. If you're born lower class, you, you stay lower yeah. class. If you're born upper class, you have to stay upper class. And it, it all remains where, where it's at. And um, I think even within that system, it's possible to be humble, even if you're upper class, just to be acknowledging that the Lord has done something great for me, mm. and I, I, praise the, I praise him for it. In our society, people move from upper class to middle class to lower class, and they, there's all these transitions that happen all the time as they get shuffled right. around. But when we're humble, it doesn't matter what the class status is. All that matters is God's opinion of us. And in God's opinion, we should just be his creatures and desire to serve him well. Mm. So society doesn't dictate our, our identity to us. God Almighty will decide where we will sit in the banquet of heaven, whether we'll sit up high or sit up low. It's completely up to God. It, as you say that, it reminds me of something my wife actually just said recently. Like, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, you know, oh, great, we're, you know, we're earning this much money, we're, that we're content with where we're at, but as, as you, as you, tend to creep up or you might earn more money and seem to be raising higher in, in, the, in the classes or whatever, it's never enough. There's a lifestyle creep of mm -hmm. this, this, this desire for, for more. Well, I, I make this, so I need to have this now and I need to have this. To, and and that's, that doesn't bring peace because it never feels like I have where I, I need to be. I'm, mm -hmm. never at, at, I'm never at peace at where I am just at and who yeah. I am. Yeah. The, the trick is to be satisfied or contented. Mm. Um, Matthew Kelly, once again, makes a, a great uh, point of this in um, uh, one of his books, and then the title of it is Off Balance. Mm. And in it, he points out that those who are living the faith have a sense of being contented. Even if they don't have great status by society standards, they are contented and they're satisfied. Mm. And they don't know exactly why they're satisfied. They can't tell you exactly what's behind it, but they have satisfaction and whatever they have attained to that point. And there's human dignity at the result as the other side of that. When we come to know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves us so much that he's willing to die for us, that teaches us that we are dignified in his sight, and it teaches us how to dignify mm -hmm. others, how to treat others with human dignity. So humility has that glorious consequence of the dignity of the human person being satisfied and built up. Well, thanks again for, for sitting with us, breaking down this weekend's gospel a little bit more. And, You're welcome. Uh, just having this opportunity to, to grow in our own faith uh, wherever you might listen to this, whether it's on the way to work, whether it's doing dishes, getting ready for dinner. Um, I, I've, I've enjoyed this. It's been a great thing to prepare for each week, and uh, I hope it's been a blessing to our Can you remind everybody how they can share this with others if Absolutely. they want to encourage others to listen to our podcast? So I think a lot of you find us either through the Flock Note or just on our website at stjudelakewood.org. Uh, um, you can send people to the, to, to the website and find us, or 
find us on YouTube. A lot of people have been uh, listening to the audio through through YouTube, so go share that uh, link with people from there. Um, if you're using any of the podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple, Google, share it through that way as well. Um, help more people in our parish kind of listen to this and, and hopefully just feel connected to the community throughout the week and then not just on a Sunday as well. Yeah, so excellent. Father, would you give us your blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.